Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally how I do it, I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, I'm not going to read from my book of poetry today. Because I am out of commission for a moment. So, it turns out that the app that I've been using in order to do my podcast for so many months now literally was inaccessible for the past couple of days. And initially, I thought it was me. I thought it was user error. I kid you not. I kept on turning my phone off, trying to recharge, taking the app off, putting it back on. And then I called my son because my son, my 20 year old is like my technical guru. He builds robots from scratch. So I knew he'd be able to tell me what in the world is taking place. So he helped to try to troubleshoot with me. And he was like, yeah, you might want to call the creators of that app because none of this is making sense. So it just so happens that who I consider a little sister in Christ, my little sister, I called her and um, she recently started her own podcast. And so I ended up asking her like, what is going on? For some reason, I haven't been able to access Anchor. I'm just trying to figure it out. And she was like, oh girl, same thing is happening to me. So then I said, oh, so it's not user error. Well, to God be all the glory. Cause I sure was wondering And then I took a moment, went um, to access it a different way. And the crazy thing was, is that I could actually get to the dashboard. I could see my stats. I could do all of that. The only thing I couldn't do is record. And so it got me to thinking, what do you do when you are out of commission? Not to mention, y'all know on some of these episodes, I've been coughing, right? And I'm sure some folks are like, that girl probably got COVID. No, wouldn't that come to find out? I actually had, I can't even say it the way she said it. Because, you know, doctors, they be so eloquent (laughs) when they're describing stuff to you. And then when you try to say it how they say it, it just never sounds the same. Maybe because they went to school for X amount of years (laughs) in order to be able to do what they do. But long story short, It's like asthmatic bronchitis is the best way to put it. So my cackling, my coughing, my, you know, she could hear it in my lungs and she could hear how I was sounding asthmatic. I was hearing it too. I heard the wheezing, but, and I even had a friend of mine ask me, she's like, Teresa, have you ever heard of adult asthma? And I was like, uh, yeah, no, you might want to get that checked because sometimes when you're laughing, we can hear you wheezing and I just... I guess because I got all this other 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 stuff going on with my health. I was at a point that I was just like, child, we don't need to add nothing else to the list. Well, apparently we did. So she's given me some stuff to attack the cough and to attack everything else. And right now, while I'm doing this episode, I am literally laying in my bed. So I am trying to take the advice of my doctor, get me some rest, all that good stuff. But it, I thought about it. I thought about while my actual 
podcast was unavailable to me while I was out of commission and could not truly get on and record, what do you do in your downtime? Like, what do you do when you're out of commission? So guess what I did during that time? I got more familiar with TikTok. So for those of you who are trying to figure out the face behind a voice, you are more than welcome to go to, you know, let me figure that out too. Let me see how I have it on my TikTok. It's, I am Teresa Reese. So if you're trying to see who the person is behind the voice on all of these episodes, you're more than welcome to check me out at I am Teresa Reese. So that's what I did during my downtime while I was out of commission. I literally just went on TikTok and tried to do that on a regular basis. So I've been really trying to work on being consistent, which was another thing. The fact that I could not control this particular app. It really got me to thinking like I only even though there's other platforms that the podcast is being sent to. What I started to realize is that, you know, a lot of times we do that. We start becoming dependent on other avenues to get our work out there instead of creating our own avenues, just in case those avenues fall short or they stop working or whatever. And so it really caused me to start thinking, I've got to become... I'm going to have, I don't know, I'm going to, of course, pray about it, but I really, truly need to figure out a way to house my episodes, not just on Anchor, but in general, because if for any reason Anchor were to never, ever be available again, it's almost as if my work would be just, it would just disappear. And so um, now my being mindful of that. It just caused me to think like, okay, there's a lot of things that I need to invest in, a lot of um, equipment that I need to invest in. There's just a lot that I need to do on the back end to ensure that my work is not in vain. That's like the best way for me to put it. But I'm very glad to hear that the episode, I mean, sorry, that the podcast and the platform is back up again. But yes, I was out of commission for a couple of days and I'm not even going to lie, y'all. It felt weird because I just made the commitment to start getting regular in terms of my recordings. And so the moment that I made that commitment, it wasn't even days later. All of a sudden it's like, wait, I can't even access the app in order to do the recording. And so this is where I wish, truth be told, that I had like this major staff so, you know, like that I had these these professionals that could tell me, OK, so this is what we're going to do. And so, yeah, so Lord say the same. I pray he does. Eventually I will work toward that. It's just so much that goes into um, trying to build your brand. There's so much that goes into getting your work out there. There's so you can't you cannot do it by yourself. Let me just tell you that. This is something that you cannot do by yourself. The first leg of success, yeah, typically you can. You can get yourself out there. You can, you know, let people know that this is what you're passionate about. You can, you know, have little bitty mini commercials and advertisements for yourself. But then when it comes to really, truly trying to elevate, nah, you can't do that by yourself. You really need help. You need the experts to come on in. Um, And sometimes it starts with volunteering. So sometimes you may have to 
go get a student or two or three, depending on what you're trying to build um, and have them use this as an intern opportunity to help to elevate you. I know it's a couple of um, major public speakers that I have listened to that they said that's kind of how they got started um, is that they solicited college students who were interning and that needed to get their credit hours and they utilized their areas of expertise to help launch parts of their business. And as I am trying to see what that's going to look like for me, that is something that I'm weighing heavily on um, and seeing what that would look like because it really entails trust. It truly entails trust. And so trying to figure out how I'm going to go about that, if my kids don't want to be a part of it, at least not at this juncture, then what is that going to look like if I incorporate a stranger, um, praying that that person would be trustworthy? So, yeah, that's something that I'm constantly thinking about um, because I don't know what that's going to look like for me. But, yeah, I am trying my best to allow the meds to do whatever it is that they're supposed to do. Um, Apparently... My cough is supposed to get better. And the crazy thing is, sometimes, y'all, we're out of commission and it ain't even, you ain't even got to be out of commission. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the stuff we just bring on ourselves, some of the stuff is not where you can't control it. It's just, you bring it on yourselves. And I'm speaking about me. So, one of the things that, I mean, I almost feel sorry for my future hubby because this really is how I am I can be very stubborn at times. And so I could know that there's something going on with me. But because I don't necessarily like hearing bad reports, I will avoid it like the plague. And that is not wise. Okay, so don't do what I'm doing. I'm just I'm just speaking my truth right now. So what I notice is and I've done this a lot. So I'll give you a prime example. When I. There was a tumor on the, well, it was a a knot on the back of my neck. And it started off like a, it felt like a little bitty mosquito bite. Over the course of 30 days, it went from a little bitty mosquito bite to this really big, like the size of a golf ball. And my boss was like, you need to go get that checked because it was on the back of my neck. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go get it checked. I'm going to go get it checked. So eventually I found the courage, I guess, to go get that thing checked. So I go get it checked and I find out it's a lipomic tumor. Well, they were like, we need to check and make, well, before we found it was lipomic tumor. They were like, we need to get a CAT scan on it to make sure that it's not cancer. And then I was asked, okay, so when's the last time you had an MRI? Because remember, I'm a two-time brain surgery survivor. So I was like, oh, it's been four years. And they're like, Teresa, you're supposed to get checked every three years. Yeah, about that. What had happened was, so they had to schedule for me to get an MRI on my brain. Now, I believe that a part of my hesitation in not getting the MRI is because I did not want to hear a bad report. Lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. I get a phone call on April the 1st of 2017. Yes, it was on April Fool's Day, but they were not playing a April Fool's joke on me. This was a harsh reality. And so we I get told as I answer the phone that the results from my CAT scan had come back and that it was a lipoma tumor, that it was not cancer. However, 
the results from my MRI on my brain also returned and they found another tumor in my brain in the same location where the two brain surgeries had been performed. And pretty much, long story short, the nurse was like, good luck with that. You're going to have to find your neurologist and yeah, peace out. I mean, he was so nonchalant. I had to deal and cope with the news that he gave me, but he had no type of empathy in his delivery whatsoever. Another time, I literally used to be a cosmetology student. Um, I actually used to be a licensed cosmetologist, but anywho, so I was at in class and doing hair and all that good stuff, and I was... You could tell I was sick. It was no ifs, ands, buts about it. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And so my client at the time was looking at me because she's like, are you okay? Because I'm normally, for the most part, people that know me, um, I have a very high frequency. So I'm, I try to be very positive. I laugh a lot. I'm a full of joy most days. Um, just, you know, I, I love life. And so she could tell by my countenance that something about me was not right. So I managed to tell her that I was not feeling good and um, that my body was aching all over and I just didn't feel good. And so she looked at me and she said, I'm going to let you do my hair, but I need you to promise me one thing. And I was like, yes, ma'am. She said, when you are done for the day, I need you to go straight to the hospital promise me that. Okay. And I was like, Oh yeah, yes, ma'am. I'm gonna do that. So I did keep my word and I went to the hospital. That woman saved my life. It turns out that I had walking pneumonia and I had had it for almost two weeks. The doctor told me had I went, had I gone to sleep that night, I would not have ever woken up. That's how bad it was. But because I had convinced myself that I have a high tolerance for pain, I ignored the signs. Well, I did the same thing this time. I've been hearing myself wheezing. I've been coughing like nobody's business, but I knew I didn't have COVID. Now, let's just put that out there. I know I didn't have COVID, but I still could have went and got checked for the cough. But because I had been diagnosed a few years back with a chronic cough, and even though they never told me the details um, of what made it, what makes it a chronic cough, every time I would cough, even if the cough felt a little different, I didn't do anything about it. So it just so happened that when I went to the doctor, I found out, oh, no, girl, this is what you have. I was like, oh, OK, that's that's pretty major. She was like, I'm listening to your lungs. I don't hear any liquid in your lungs. So you don't have pneumonia, but we want to cut this off at the head. And I was like, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. So sometimes when we are out of commission, it's not by happenstance. It's just out of sheer disobedience. It's just out of sheer doing what we want to do, thinking that we know best, not even having, you know, the slightest idea that leaning on that type of um, understanding could potentially really truly hurt us. And so um, that's something I need to work on. I just don't like going to hospitals. That's just my truth. Um, I know that the doctors are there for you to help you. and uh, But I just, I can't really recall the last time I've been to the hospital and I got some good news. And I'm just being honest. So 
yeah, I'm not one of those people that's quick to run in that direction. And I probably should, but I'm just not. And so that's something that I know that I have to work on. So the reason why I say my poor future hubby is because that's something that I know I'd be willing to submit to him. So he would have to kind of be that person and that voice of reason and be like, babe, I think you really need to go get checked. Or I think you really need to go see about that because I ain't going to do it on my own. I just, you know, let me just put that out there. I'm not. I almost have to be forced to do that half the time. And that's just the truth. I've been like that for quite some time. I think every time that I've ever been to the doctor is because someone said, Teresa, you need to go. It ain't never been my own voice. I have never said, girl, you need to go to the doctor. Nope, that's not my testimony. It's someone else looking at me and saying, think you're sick. And I think the doctor needs to tell you that because you just walked around like you a okay. And and I can see that you're really not. (laughs) So what do you do when you're out of commission? Don't be like me. Don't ignore the signs. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And I know I say it. Trust me, there's, I'm still a work in progress. I know I say it every single time I get off this live. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. However, that is sometimes not my, that's not my testimony sometimes. I be doing the opposite. So I'm going to work on practicing what I preach. I promise you that. I am going to work on practicing what I preach. However, in the meantime, in between time, I hope that you are doing something that puts you as a priority, that makes you look within. And that way you're not going to be like me and out of commission for a season or out of commission for a couple of days because you're going to be taking care of yourself. So do just that. Do just that. And what else was I wanted to talk about? I think that was it. I think that was it on today. I just wanted to touch base with y'all and and praise God that I'm actually back online. Um, I hope that y'all have one of the most amazing evening, mornings, afternoons, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.